And you know what I'm talking about. We don't like something. Something's told. So we, be, we, we create strife. But when we get safe, strife should leave and striving should come be part of our lives. Amen. That means to strive, to put every effort to push ourselves to become everything God called us to be. I don't know about you, but I know you have a purpose, and I know you have a calling, and I know God got something great for you, and I know God's not done. Somebody say, God's not done. God's not done. So we have to push ourselves. The same way we get up in the morning to go to work, you push yourself to get up. And how do you know that a lot of times you'll be all, all night doing something, but you still push yourself in the morning with your cup of coffee, with your Starbucks, with your rock star, with your monster, or, or whatever it is, your prayer, you push yourself, and then you go, okay, I got this. So we have to do the same thing. We have to push ourselves when we go through things. We have to push ourselves when we're tired, when we're burnt out. God, I want more of you. I want you to work in my life. I want you to work in my heart. I want you to do what you call me to do. You know, today is Pentecostal Sunday. Come on, somebody. That is when God moved because of the unity, the power of people that came together, and there was an anointing in the house of God. There was a power. The fire of God came down and filled them up because they pushed, they strived, and not strived. They worked together. They co-labored. Amen. They, they cooperated to fulfill purpose and destiny. Can someone say Amen. And so we need to, as a church, seize the moment of the opportunity that God gives us to fulfill our destiny. In 1 Corinthians, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, read it again. It says, do you not know? I mean, it's simply telling us something. I don't know if he's mocking us or yelling at us or telling us something. He says, don't you know that those who run in a race all run, but one precedes the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for this prize is temporal in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an unperishable crown. Therefore, I run this not with uncertainty. This I find. Not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become cast away, or in other words, says disqualified. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for your anointing that's in this house. We thank you for your presence and your power. We thank you for everything that you've been doing and working in us and through us. So God, I pray you will continue moving this morning and touching the hearts of your people. Continue revealing to them great things, the secrets the mysteries that you have for them, God, the unknown, that they would see what they're called to be. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. You know, last Sunday, I was talking about being inspired, and when you can strive to be inspired, striving for the mysteries of God, and, and the word mysteries means something not understood, also beyond understanding or the secret things that God has for us. And so there's a lot of things that God has for us, but we have to strive to see what God has for us. If we don't strive to see it, we're going to miss it. And we have to learn to get inspired, get inspired by those who are running with us. So I'm going to get inspired by my brethren and sisters that are in the same race that I'm in. Come on, somebody. I'm going to get inspired by my brother, by my leader, by my sister. I'm going to get inspired, amen, by my mother, my father, my brother, my sister. I'm getting, come to say, get inspired. 
get inspired. And I want to also get inspired by those who went before me. You know, all the pastors that went before us, all the leaders that went before us, those, uh, our family who went before us, and wasn't for them for praying for us, some of us wouldn't be here. Amen. Thank God for a praying mother. Thank God for a praying father. Thank God for a praying family. Thank God for a praying friend. Amen. That's for somebody who interceded for us. But we need to get inspired by those things and also get inspired by Jesus Christ himself. Come on, somebody. Jesus, we thank you for giving your life for us on the cross. Amen. For dying on the cross, sacrificing yourself. Let it inspire you today. Get inspired today. You're not alone in this race. You're not alone in your suffering. You're not alone in your affliction. Somebody say, I'm not alone. alone. We're not alone. And I think it was a proven fact when the whole world got hit with COVID. Everybody felt alone, but you were, they were not alone. Everybody at one time felt the impact. Amen. But how many know that regardless of that, God is still on the throne? Come on, somebody. God is still who he is. And so we believe the word. We believe who God is. We believe what he says. Amen. God is God. So we must strive towards it. We have to stop making excuses why we're not doing what God calls us to do. Oh, are we there so far? So I'm wanting to get into the second part of the message if I can today. I want to be talking about why sometimes we miss it. Why we miss our destiny. Why we miss our purpose. Because we don't strive the way we should. How many ever got lazy? Anybody ever got lazy here? Oh, man, this church is going to heaven. Praise the Lord. I've gotten lazy. Ever had a lazy day, especially when it's raining and it's cloudy and you just don't want to do nothing? It's just, you know, I just don't want to get out of my bed. I think they made a song like that. I just leave it like that before I sing the song and, the, and I start moving with it. Amen. And, and so you just feel like I don't want to do nothing. And so sometimes that happens to us spiritually. We don't want to strive no more. We don't want to push no more. We don't want to do no more. Are you guys with me? And so that's what he's saying. You're in a race, guys. Come on, somebody. Don't disqualify yourself. Amen. Don't disqualify. That's what he says in verse 27 in the scripture. He says, he says, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself become disqualified. My God. Ooh, Disqualified. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. I'm going to get into this right now. Lay a foundation. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5 says this. And if a man also strive for the mysteries, there it is, for the beyond, for the secret things, yet he is not crowned. There it is. He is not crowned. He is not crowned. Except he strive, what? Lawfully. That means without breaking the rules, being obedient, doing what is asked of him. Disqualifying means you can no longer receive the prize. That means kick out. That means thrown to the side. That means, hey, you did it to yourself. You did something to disqualify yourself. Here we go. Here we go. This is the opposite of our human nature is to be lawful. We don't want to be lawful. We always break the rules. We, we, when, when it says yellow, it means slow, but we go faster. You know it. When it says stop, we want to do a California roll. Uh, it was, you know, you got to want to just act like you really, but you didn't. When it says don't touch, why do we always want to touch? 
Amen or oh me. It's just, it's just our nature is, is not to be lawful. Our nature wants to break things, break rules. It's our sinful nature. And our nature sometimes, it's too, too much. And that's why a kid can lie before he can even talk. You know that, right? Don't act like your kid is so holy. Did you take that? You got chocolate all over his mouth. You have that ball. You got the ball right here. He's like, and he can't even talk yet. It's his nature. Our human nature, our sinful nature. And so our sinful nature sometimes wants us to take shortcuts. Oh, I don't call them shortcuts. I call them long cuts. Amen. We just, we created a 15-minute tour to a 10-hour tour. We just miss things up. And so we don't like to follow rules. I don't know why. We like to break rules. Don't walk on the grass. You walk on the grass. Oh, I'm in the right church. Amen. Everybody okay this morning? Rules are there for a reason. We don't like them, but they're there. You have rules in your own house. How would I well, let me walk in your house, not take off my shoes, go in your refrigerator, cook me some salt pot, praise the Lord. <laughs> it's just like in my house, please take off your shoes and go to my house, please. Amen or on me. I say, I don't do it, you don't do it. Amen. And so this is things that we have rules in our own house. Don't leave the refrigerator. When we sit at our table, we, nobody eats until mama sits down. She cooked the meal, wait for her to sit down. We're going to eat when she sits down. My kids are sitting there, they're looking at it. Nom, 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 nom. But you're going away, and then you're going to thank her for cooking. When's the last time you thanked your wife for cooking? Thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. Oh, Jesus, I'm trying to give you some manners today. Praise the Lord. I thank her for everything because why? Because if she wouldn't do it, I know I ain't going to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to thank her for doing something I didn't want to do. So you got to learn to say thank you. Yes. Someone say thank you. thank you. You're welcome. See how that felt good. Amen. So some, we like to break rules. We have rules. Listen to this. We're always looking for shortcuts or to cut corners. Our nature's too much. Our nature's too much. So then God gives us a destiny, gives us a purpose, but he says you got to go through a process to get progress, to be positioned. But we want process, we want progress without process. Hmm, We'll get there right now, we're not done. Everyone wants the prize, but no one wants the price tag. Thank you. We want the, we want, we, you want the Gucci, you want the, the, whatever, Versace, whatever it is. But you look at the price tag and say, oh, my mama, slap your mama, praise the Lord. We, we want, it, but the price tag, and God says, I have a price, but there's a, there, there, I have the gift and I have the price, but there's a price tag. There's a price that has to be paid. You're going to have to strive towards excellence. You're going to have to strive, amen, and let go of certain things. Come on, somebody. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. I got one person. Pray. I got one clap off. It's all right. We're not done yet. I don't need you to clap or yell. Just listen. But you can, if you help me clap and yell, it makes me feel better. Here we go. 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 And, and here's an example. Some Olympic athletes that just happened, this, this Olympics that we just had, they lost their medals because of steroids, because of breaking the rules. They thought it was a shortcut. Jose Conseco, 
And all those crazy guys, they were, they were all on those steroids and they lost a lot of stuff. They're breaking the rules. How many of you ever broke the rules and thought you were going to get away with it? We, we violate things and think we're not gonna, nothing, nothing's going to happen. Amen or only? God forgives you, but there's also consequences. You can go rob a store. God will forgive you, but you're going to pay the price when they catch you. Because your big old face is going to be right there. When I walked into the market the other day, and it was me and October. We just came from doing the pastor's uh, uh, leadership training in, in, uh, in up north for the conference we're going to be having in June and July. And so we're up there with all the pastors, and we went to, afterwards we got done, and I was teaching them on how to follow rules. Awesome. What good. How to follow. Because sometimes we're not used to learning how to follow. Are you guys with me? And so then, so listen to this church. I walked into the store and that camera was so clear and so 3D. I said, my God. I looked on that TV and my face was there. I said, whoa. I said, hey, what kind of cameras you got? I like the camera. They were so clear. So good. I said, I want to put some in the church. It's so good. So clear. You can see everything. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I'm trying to, I forgot what my point was now. <laughs> oh, man, I got caught up with that one. The price tag. Here we go, the price tag, the price tag. And so I'm telling you, you can't even go in there and do nothing crazy no more because they can watch you. God sees everything. How many of God sees everything? We forget God sees everything. So, so I want you to know this. There's a price tag for the price. Your salvation is free. Can I get an amen? amen? Salvation's free. Salvation is free. But you're going to have to strive to get what God has for you. Come on, somebody. You, you, this is, this, and this is what he's saying. He goes, no matter how long, listen to We've been saved, church. We're all under rules. I'm under rules. I'm under regulations. I can't violate. Oh, you don't hear me, though. Nothing happens automatic. That's after you have preached to others. He says, my, I myself may be what? Disqualified. After I've worked hard and gave all my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, Lord, I can disqualify myself. I can rob myself. I, I, I can belittle everything that I worked hard for. And how many know is we got to learn to strive? Some say strive. Strive towards excellence. Strive towards the things of God. Because I've seen leadership, and that's when I was with the leaders, showing them how to follow. I was telling them that we, the walls of Jericho did not come down because you were gifted, because they were talented, because they had all these tremendous um, things that they can do, because they, they were prophets. And, no, no, they, all, the walls of Jericho came down because they were willing to follow. Those great men had to learn not to make no noise when they were used to banging their shields and their swords. They had to learn to follow so they can lead. You guys with me? Come on, somebody. Amen. And so this is the danger of leadership. Leadership that's here this morning that are not working. Listen to this. This is the danger of leadership. You begin to slack and you don't think it applies to you no more. So you don't apply to being early and praying. Amen. So that you think you can do what you want. Listen, leadership. Start getting tattoos all over you. Start going out and doing things and think nothing's going to happen. Listen, this is not the place. This is not the church. Oh, pastor, you don't believe in tattoos? No, I don't. I got them before I got saved. I got them all over me. But afterwards, why would you buy a new house and tag all over it? Why? Tell me why. 
Well, but I don't believe in drinking. Why? If the Bible says, well, I don't believe in drinking. I'll tell you why I don't believe in drinking. Because you're going to get drunk and crash and kill your family. And divorce and strife happens because of that. And the people and the kids suffer because of the craziness. Oh, pastor, that's old. That's what I'm getting to right now. I'm not old school. I'm just the Bible. I'm offended. Good. You hurt my feelings. Good. I'm not done yet. Because if you weren't with me now, you won't be with me by the time I'm done with this. Hey. Oh, this is good. Amen or on me? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen to this. I love this part. It is also a great danger to those who feel like as they have no special calling from God. So leadership slacks off because they think they can get away with it. And then people slack off because they, they said there's nothing special about them. That's a lie. You are special. Come on, you are special. There is a special calling on you. There is something special for you. There is. But the enemy likes to lie to you. So he makes you feel this. I'm not called so I don't have to keep the rules. Oh, shatara basata. Hutebosete. Kite maranda. I don't know what I said, but it sounded good. This is what I'm trying to tell you is, is we start breaking rules and start violating spiritual things. And so then we don't see our destiny anymore because we're constantly violating something. Because we're no longer striving. We become complacent. We become stagnated. We become unmoved. We have no more conscience of our sin. And there is no longer conviction. And that's scary. So then we don't strive. We don't want to live holy. We don't want to live godly. So we miss our destiny. Everybody okay this morning? Those that are watching us on TV, still tune in. We're not done yet. Those on 33 and Ruko Firestick, we love you. Amen. Facebook, YouTube. No Facebook, just YouTube. Amen. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you guys. We have stopped striving towards holiness. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. That's just the way I am. That's the problem. That's what the Bible says. Be born again. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You guys with me? Yeah. Well, Pastor, I've always been like that. That's, what, that's the problem. Born again. That's what the Bible says. You must be what? Born again. Amen. So we have to learn to strive towards godliness, holiness, righteousness. See, we know how to do wrong. We, you, come on, you know how to do wrong. Some of you, if you would stop right now, you wouldn't have to train you all over to do wrong. You would go right to it like, like a chata basete. But the Bible says that we're turning a dog back to his vomit. They're like, boom, I'm almost... If I, I haven't been, I've been, I've been saved 28 years. If I would backslide today, I would sure would know how to still how to tie my arm up and get loaded. Oh, you don't hear me though. I know how to go still be crazy and be local and be all whacked out. But I'm not striving towards that. So that's why I'm overweight. Praise the Lord. And now that I've been sucked up. I'm not striving, I'm striving towards righteousness, striving towards the things of God. So I have to 
discipline my body, discipline my flesh. Tell my flesh, shut up. Yeah, has your flesh ever talked to you? Anyone know if your flesh talks to anybody here? It's worse than the devil, your flesh. Stop blaming the devil, it's your flesh. It's you sometimes. The devil's like, what did I do? You're worse than the devil. My flesh, I gotta say this, be quiet. Listen to this, I love this. Philippians chapter three, verse 15 and 16 says this. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, be this, be this, this mind. And if, let me read this one. This is the King James Version. I'm reading the New King James because this, that, and that I can't do right now. Sorry, guys. There we go. Philippians 3, 15 says this. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal everything to you, my God. So let me read verse 14. I miss verse 14. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us, as many as were mature, have this in mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal it to you. Listen to this. Nevertheless, to the degree that we are already attained, let us walk in the same rule and let us be of the same mind. He said, everybody here must press towards the goal. The whole body of Christ, come on, the whole church, the leaders, the volunteers, the helpers, the new people, every, I'm gonna say everyone, everyone. This is where I'm going with this today. Listen, someone say everyone. Everyone, everyone. Don't let your, your mind lie to you and tell you you don't have to strive. You don't have to go forward. You don't, you don't have to do it because you just come to church. You guys with me? This is what we're getting to. You are in a race. You are in. Someone say, I'm in a race. If you're giving your life to God, you're in a race. If you haven't accepted Jesus in your heart, you're not in the race. We will do that in a little. But if you don't have Jesus in your heart, just lift up your hand. I mean, if you need Jesus in your heart, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, just lift up your hand really quick. Say, no, I need Jesus. Or maybe you're backslidden. You need to get right with God. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. Amen. Anyone else? Come on. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Come on. I want you to stand with me. Help me stand. Really stand really quick. Come on, church. Let's all stand together. Amen. We're going to pray for them right now. And you're going to join the race. I'm going to finish this thing, this sermon today. We're not done yet. I want you to repeat these words after me. If you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Amen. And rose from the dead. You believe that to take away your sins. Amen. I want you to say this prayer. Say, Jesus, Jesus wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. You said that prayer with a sincere heart and you believe that. God has forgiven you. Now it's your job to strive towards excellence. Now it's to plug into a church, read your word, abstain from evil. Do what God called you to do. We're with you. It's not over yet. Come on, somebody. It is not over yet. You may be seated. Amen. I just wanted to get that. Now we're all in the race together. Now we're all doing this together. Amen. So know this is all of us. Come on. We all got to obey the rules. We're all in, the, we're all in it together. Someone say together. We're in this together, church. We need to be excellent in our self-discipline. 
Someone say discipline. Discipline, discipline ourselves. Discipline yourself, church. I, I love what he says. He says, he says, therefore I run this not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air. My God. Listen to this, please. <laughs> I keep under my body, in verse 27 says, and bring it under subjection. Someone say subjection. 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 So an athlete who, who makes it to the top, listen to this, understands the need to control his habits and his appetites. My son, when my son was wrestling, he, he wrestled, and we would go to Hawaii over, we would wrestle. He's the one there in the camera, doing the camera today, helping out. He, man, he, man, he had to discipline himself. We would go out to eat, and he couldn't eat nothing but crushed ice. He had to make a weight of 137, 160 something, and he had to make the weight. And man, he got ripped, man. He was, and he would go wrestle. He had to make weight, and he had to control himself when he really wanted to eat something. And when he was like, but he had to eat ice. There he is, eating ice. And then eat because he had to make weight. And when he went to weight, he had to go there. And then he would fight. And then he went all the way to nationals and all this stuff. He was, man, it was awesome just to watch him wrestle, just to see the wrestling match. And I love watching wrestling. I love wrestling. So I watch him wrestle. I love fighting. Love to, like, like boxing. And I love that. Amen. So just watching him get down. But I've seen this discipline. I was like, dang. Man, that discipline that he had the, the, to just to discipline himself when he was on top, when, when, they were, when they were going, they had to make a certain way to discipline. I mean, this, that discipline just broke my, broke my like, my God. And so we were somewhere, and, and he's doing some, he, he's, we're talking and sitting. He goes, Dad, don't eat that. He, I go, why? He goes, discipline yourself. I'm not what I let. <laughs> now he's preaching to me. He's, I was like, oh, okay, praise the Lord, just for today, because you're here. Amen. <laughs> But church, we must learn to discipline ourselves with our bad habits and the lies of the appetites of the world. Because we're used to giving into our habits and we're used to giving into the bad appetites. And so it destroys what God is trying to build. And so our destiny seems further and further. Our purpose seems further and further because we surrender ourselves to the habits and the appetites of our flesh. Amen. Every athlete goes through times when he or she wants to drop the training and relax themselves from self-discipline. But they don't because they have a goal. Come on, because they have a purpose. And that's the same thing for the Christian believer. You have to discipline yourself because you have a goal. You have a purpose. But if you run aimlessly, then you feel that nothing applies to you. When you run aimlessly, you don't see yourself accomplishing anything. How many understand what I'm saying? And so you, so you feel like, what's the use of doing that? And what's the use of doing this? And what's the use of prayer? What's the use of reading the word? What's the use of fasting? What's the use of self-control? What's the use of applying the word of God? And so we we don't allow ourselves to see the fullness of what God has for us. That's why in 1 Peter 2.11 it says, abstain from the fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Amen. In Proverbs 25 verse 28, but Proverbs 25 28 says this, he that have no rules over his own spirit 
spirit, church, listen to this. It's like a city with broken walls. If you can't bring self-control, you're just, listen to this. It says, says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city with broken broken down without walls. It can be violated, overtook at any time. When you don't have those things in your life no longer, self-control, and you don't discipline yourself, and if you don't live for God and the righteousness of God, you are a city that can be violated anytime. Amen? It easily backslide and get back to the world and run back to the flesh because there is nothing there to protect you. Amen? I don't want to be an unprotected man of God. I don't want to be an unprotected city. I want to lay up these standards that I can fight against the lies of the enemy. Come on. Amen. Against all the things that have come towards me and have hit me. Paul says these words. He says, if we want the prize, we need, the, we need to have a purpose. Someone say a purpose. We need a purpose. We need a destiny. Amen. A calling. Listen to this, and it's going to sound harsh, but it's going to be harsh. Half-hearted attempts will never make it. Well, I tried. We didn't try hard enough. How many of we can push ourselves harder for things, other things that we want? You, you, you want to go to Disneyland? You'll get up. How will you get up early, try to beat all, everything that's going on to get there early? Oh, you don't hear me, though. We push ourselves a lot for the world. And when it comes to church, we don't push ourselves. We're, we're cutting the time for checking for the kids now. Because everybody's coming later than late. Than late. We're at 11 o'clock within the latest churches. All the churches tell me, my, my, my God, you, you're Spain or what? Yes, yes, that time? The churches turn at 10, 9, 8, and we are 11 o'clock and people are still walking in. The kids are stopping them checking, so they're going to be, boom, we're tight, we're fixing it. We just did all these new classes for the, for the babies and the infants and the toddlers. It's beautiful. My Lord. We're finishing all their classes. And just give God the respect he needs, the discipline to wake up early and push yourself. And stop giving your kids the option to stay home. What do you want to stay home? Go and stay home. Why do we stop, listen to it, we stop parenting our kids at 15? Oh, it's getting good. We stop parenting our kids at 15. Like, but they stay, stay in your church, stay in your house at 18. Man, no, no, got no choice, you're here. No. I, told my, I told mine, if you don't want to be, you, bye. So she said bye. Simple as that. Amen or oh me. Because why? It's because I respect God and I honor God enough. Yeah. Come on, you don't hear me though. Yeah. Amen or only. Does it hurt? Yes, it hurts. But I'd rather try to lead to heaven than try to lead to hell. But no matter, we, we, we're, coming, we're becoming a sensitive generation. That's right. Come on, that we're losing them even though we're losing them anyways. So we, should, we need to stand up for something. Come on, somebody. We need, to, we need to lay some rules, some foundation down. Amen. And so that's what I'm saying, church. Don't run aimlessly. Don't run like, well, I'm just going to church, so nothing applies to me. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not helping. I'm not volunteering. I'm just going. 
what you're saying is church is my hobby. And this is somewhere I come and just enjoy. But when I go, when I leave, I do whatever I want. So then are we a Christian? Are we believers? Or do I just come to church? This is what I've been trying to teach all, all month. Am I striving to change? Am I striving for breakthrough? Am I striving for transformation? Am I striving towards my goal, towards my purpose, towards my aim? Or am I going to church and nothing applies to me here or there or anywhere? That's dangerous. That, that, that's a dangerous place to be. Paul knew how crazy he was. He says, man, he goes, I'm the chief sinner. Paul said, he goes, hey, I'm the worst one. The things that I don't, I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I should be doing, I don't want to do. And he's just, he just going through all this craziness. Because he knew what he had to do. He had to discipline himself. He had to beat himself. He had to say, you know what, flesh, be quiet. We're going to do the will of God. I'm not going to go out and party. I'm not going to go and drink. I'm not going to mess around. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I've, I've damaged too much. But are we going to use that through the week? Or just on Sunday morning? See, Sunday morning is preparing you for the week. And then that's where we, get. we have Wednesday service, breakthrough service, because then we can really make it from Monday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday. So that's why we have the midweek, so we can push you more. But listen, all that you get taught here in church on Sundays, on Wednesdays, is not enough. You have to break bread. You have to read your word. You have to get in the things of God. Some of you took, oh, some of you come on. Some of you have took those courses. Break down those courses again. Read them again. The Growing Healthy course, the Discipleship course, the Armor Bear course, the, the, um, the Leadership course, the Equipping the Saints course that you guys have been through. Go through them. Read them. Help build yourself again. Remind yourself how much purpose you have. Oh, Jesus. Everybody okay so far? We're almost done. We're almost done. Then we got to do communion. We're all going to get right right now. Praise the Lord. Listen to this. He makes the most effortures to tell us that we must run to win. We need to find purpose. Someone say purpose. We need to find purpose. We need to really find purpose. I, I was looking at this and I want to look at this scripture really quick just to hit some, a couple of things here. He says, therefore I must run this not with uncertainty, lest I fight not as one who beats the air. And that's where we're at, church. Is I don't want to be throwing punches. And there's something about shadow boxing. But if you throw a punch and you throw it all and there's nothing there to hit, you'll pull your shoulder, you'll hurt yourself. You, 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 can, you, can, you can rip something in your back because there's nothing there to hit. And so the church has become a church that is running a race, throwing blows without nothing to hit. So we have to find something to hit. What do I want to hit? What do I want to hit? Make some goals in your life. I want to stop drinking. Stop drinking. Get delivered from drinking. I want to stop messing around. Stop messing around. Make some goals. I'll punch some things. Discipline yourself. I want to make a goal to help and volunteer and do something. I'm going to help the house of God and I want to volunteer. I'm going to discipline myself to help. I want to learn to, I want to push myself to come early. Push yourself to come early. Make some goals that you feel like you're making a difference. Have something to hit. I want to preach one day. I want to teach one day. I want to help one day. I want to get involved one day. I want to make a goal for your life. 
Without goals, we're going to be running aimlessly, guys. So this is what I'm trying to get you to the point where Paul says, hey, I fought the good fight of faith. I did it, man. I finished the race. I've accomplished my purpose. Come on, somebody. I've accomplished my purpose. I've accomplished my destiny. I planted churches. I raised mighty men. And he's sitting there talking to Timothy, church. And he's telling Timothy these things. And he says them to him because he's in prison. He's locked up. He's at the end of everything. And he says these heavy words. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight. And I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. He's saying this, he's saying because I've been challenged to lose my faith. I've been challenged to quit. I've been challenged not to strive. There's times that I wanted to give up. There's times that I was tired. There's times I want not to do what God called me to do. He said, but I had to push myself. I had to push myself. So then I began to uh, preach the gospel and I began to plant churches and I began to leave a church here in Ephesus and all the different areas. Mr. Over, I went and go preach in places where he was stoned. Listen, he was stoned. He was left to dead. He was thrown out. He was imprisoned. He said, but it didn't stop me from striving to finish strong. Come on. It didn't stop me from striving to do the will of God. He said, because I had an aim. There he's talking to Timothy. He's laying the last letter from prison to Timothy, encouraging Timothy. He goes, I, I finished my race, man. Oh, I gave it my all. And all right, I'm locked up right now, and I'm still giving it my all. I'm here not because of what I did. I'm here because of what I'm doing for God. Come on, somebody, a big difference. Come on, big, big difference, big difference. He said, the crown that God has for me has motivated me to finish strong. There's a crown waiting for us in heaven. Come on, somebody. There's a crown in heaven waiting for us. So we must be motivated to finish strong, guys. Motivate yourself. Push yourself. We all go through things. We all, I, I have a wife, I have kids, I have bills, I have a family. But it still doesn't stop me from doing the will of God. Still does not stop me from fulfilling the things of God. I go through issues, we struggle, we go through things. But I still have to discipline myself to finish strong. I still have to buffet my body. I still have to push myself to live for righteousness. yourself don't burn yourself don't let the enemy tell you well it's unfair don't listen to the lies that manipulate your mind what I say Wednesday a double minded man is unstable in all his ways and everything that he does don't let the enemy lie to you clear your head clear your mind fulfill your purpose Fulfill your destiny. Come on, somebody. Find what God has for you. Remember, again, to find it, you must push yourself and, and uh, allow yourself to be part of something at any level. That's how you find it. Allow yourself to get connected at any level in ministry. Helping, volunteering, doing something to help yourself find your destiny. Strive, push yourself to do that. And how do you not find it? 
is by breaking the rules, by violating the things of God, by not striving towards the holiness and godliness of God. Let me ask you guys a question. Well, Pastor, that's, that's not fair. Well, let me ask you, what, would you like me to put a drunk alcoholic running the kids? Drive them to drive them somewhere to a to a to an event. Would you like me, Amen, to to put somebody who continues messing around all the time to watch everything? No. I'm gonna put a thief to go count the offering. A thief is one who don't pay their tithes. The Bible says if you don't give, you're a thief. You see, when we see it like this, we understand why Pastor does what he does to protect the house of God. Come on, somebody, why I do what I do. In Sunday school, Sunday school from kindergarten up to Sunday school, every teacher gets a background check. You, you can't get a background check, you can't help. But you get, I don't care if you, you, you're crazy. We all, have, we all have criminal background. The pastor just pray for him. Thank you, Jesus. That was 28 years ago. But the thing about it is we're trying to protect your children your kids, why we have certain things, why we check them in, why we have a system, why do we, we try our best to protect them. So don't get mad at us protecting your kids. Or so we just let anybody go in there. We don't even know they're just go, go ahead, go ahead, go teach, go sit with them. Go kick back with them. It makes no sense. I'm trying to tell you we have rules and regulations for a reason to protect the house of God, to protect us, protect our wives, our husbands, our children, the ministry. We've been doing this 18 years, church. Planted eight churches. We have churches all over the place. Not done yet. We're not done yet. Some say we're not done yet. We're not, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Matter of fact, I'm leaving. Uh, I'll be gone this weekend. I mean, I'm, I'm traveling a lot. I'm slowing down after this. I'll be up in Texas. I'll be in, in um, Lubbock, Texas. We're going to be, come on somebody, amen. We got to going to go do a men's discipleship up there. We have, we have a church we planted up there. Pastor Lawrence, we have him up there. He's been up there for a couple years already. As a matter of fact, his daughter's here with us and his son-in-law, they're here right now this morning. They're going back to Texas. They'll be going back to Texas. Amen. A great couple. Amen. They're going to be doing, they're going to be planting their church pretty soon. They're going to be pastoring pretty soon. Amen. Shout out to my son. She's on the, yes, you're going to go. <laughs> Told her dad, kick her out. Praise the Lord. But there's another church that's up there that's connected with us that has come under the leadership. And so I'll be going over there praying for them. And, and uh, we have the conference June, July in up north in Modesto that, that me and Octavio are doing. And then in October, we'll be having our conference here in October. We'll be having it here at our church. So come on, we'll be having it here. Amen. So there's a lot. So keep everything in prayer. Everything, there's a lot going on. And the devil's mad at the strategy that we're doing. That's why the churches begin to hit. That's where you guys are beginning to hit because of what we're going on. The churches are all coming together. We have now 67 churches right now. We have all the all the all the Southern California. Amen. We have over a hundred overseas. And then out of the state, we have about 16, 17 out of the state. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. So the church needs to get back. The body of Christ needs to get back functioning healthy. All this COVID, all this stuff has messed up the way we see things and view things. So we got to get out of that. Say, you know what, man, that, that, don't let it affect you, ruin you no more. Get out of it. Strive out of that into your destiny, 
into your purpose, into what God has for you. If not, we're gonna continue making excuses. And in 10 years from now, you're gonna be like, oh, you know, I remember when I used to do this and I remember when I used to do that. It's all gonna be just a little memory. And you're gonna kick yourself in the butt because you're gonna get older because you're not getting younger. We're not getting younger. We're getting older. Amen. So I wanna finish what I started. Come on, I want us to finish what we started. There is a lot of precious gold in this church. What we need to take Riverside and, and San Bernardino County, Riverside County is in this church. It's here. It's here. They're opening to me a church in San Bernardino. I'll be meeting next week with the church, with the pastor there. He's going to give me a church there that we're able to figure out what we're going to do. And I've been trying to get some, I've been trying to work with some people to get them to do it. And it seems like every time I get my hands on them, they get worse. But the Lord just showed me something better, something greater. I said, okay, Lord, gotcha. Gotcha, and I've been praying for it, praying for it. Some of you, God has called you to go out to pastor. Stop already playing and do what God called you to do. Come on, somebody, get up already, get up already. Get up. There are some church plants here. There are some pastors here. There's some church, I'm telling you, there are some pastors here and forget all this time. Stop calling everybody pastor. They ain't doing nothing. They're not even helping me. All these pastors that are here, they're not even helping me. They're not. Amen? I'm the one doing all the stuff. I'm here all night, all the time. I'm on. Thank you. Got one clap offering. <laughs> pastor so-and-so. But shut up. I'm the senior pastor. My wife is the senior pastor. She's my assistant pastor. And if you're visiting, welcome today to Pastor's Spanking. Amen. This is what I'm saying. You're going to help me, help me. Let's do this. Because if you're not helping me and you leave anyways, I lose nothing. Because no one's helping me anyways. I'm trying to help you to get somewhere. Because I need you there. For you, not for me. I'm cool. I'm already doing it. I'm making my wife work cool. But the church needs to get there. Those that are watching us too on live TV and those that are watching us at home, stop. You already been sitting home forever. Let's, let's, let's talk to them now. Okay, you guys are good now. You stop already. Get your butts back in church. And if you're sick, stay home. I don't want you here. But if you're not sick and you're making excuses, get back to church. And if you're not gonna come here, come go somewhere. You don't have to come here, go somewhere. But go already, get yourself in there, fulfill your calling. Teachers, leaders, volunteers, leaders, uh, Sunday school teachers, ushers, you have been sitting home for the last three years. Get your butts and go help a church. They need your help. Amen. Well, I'm not gonna watch you no more, Pastor, but click me off. I'm good, I don't even know you're on anyways. But those that are here, I know when you're here and I know when you're not here. I'm telling you, there's so much power in you, man. You know how good you are. You're so, you're so awesome. But sometimes you got to tell your kids, hey, come on. Listen, God saves you. Your shepherd raises you. If I'm your shepherd, let me raise you. Amen. We're good? Everybody okay? 
Amen. Oh, you guys all look better already. What's your name? Smiling and like, because I yelled at the people on TV, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Let's all stand. Let's all stand. You guys are awesome, man. You guys are awesome. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. You guys are awesome. And I know we struggle. We all struggle, man. Listen to me. We, I struggle. I go through things. The devil hits me, and I got to push myself, man. I got to push myself. I got to. I just got back. We just got back last night. We were in Modesto. We took off. Friday to Modesto, met pastors up there, talked to them, met Saturday morning with about 10, about 50, 60 people, was there. Then we're, we're, we're going to go somewhere, but thank God we turned back, got here. But we were here the whole week preparing all this stuff for Sunday school. And we got back, and man, I was tired. I woke up this morning, I had, that was a 12-hour flip around, 14-hour flip around. And I was just there last week before too. So then I went out sitting there and said, man, Lord... They can handle church service. Praise the Lord. That was my flesh. That was not my spirit. That was my flesh. I said, nope, let's go. Get up. Push myself. Got here. Push myself. Said, okay, Lord. Because why? I want to strive to see this church get to a whole different level. I want us to get ready. Before we even make the altar call, just get ready with our elements for communion. It's all going to go and labor together. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it talks about communion. It talks about examining ourselves. Examining ourselves. I believe the preaching, the exhortation, the correction and the reproof that happened to us this morning reveals our character, reveals the intention of the heart. We reveal change and deliverance in us if we grab a hold of it, not offensively, but as something to help us healthy, to become healthy. And the Bible says here in verse 27, it says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians, it says, therefore, if anyone eats this bread or drinks this cup, of the Lord in an unworthy manner, he will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For if he eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment on himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many asleep. This, uh, this verse 31. This is I love this scripture. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. That means if we look internally and judge ourselves and says, Angie, you're wrong. Repent, fix yourself, get right. So when I do this, it takes away from people to tell me anything. So that means I'm constantly correcting myself. I judge myself. And so that helps me to become better. So we have to learn to examine ourselves. So you know what? I haven't, been, I haven't been a good Christian. I haven't been a good believer. I haven't been a good leader. I haven't been a good man of God. I haven't been a good woman of God. I haven't. I, I haven't been seeking righteousness and godliness and holiness. I haven't been doing what I should be doing. And so I'm going to ask God, forgive me, because I haven't been doing what I should be doing as a man of God, as a woman of God. Or maybe I'm doing something wrong and messing around and I need to stop. 
You have to do this. You have to examine yourself. You have to check yourself. In doing that, he says, when you can do that and repent, he says, oh, man, he says, you're ready for the communion. You're ready for what's ahead of you. And so I want us for, for a quick second, just bow our heads, examine yourselves. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. And maybe you gotta, maybe they're not here, but in your heart, you need to forgive those who trespass against you or maybe those you violated. And you, under, the, under your voice, just there and say, God, forgive me, repent. But examine yourself. Maybe you violated your wife or your, your, your spouse, your husband, and you, just, you need to say, sorry, forgive me. Take that time. I received from the Lord but which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in that which he was betrayed took the bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body even though after the betrayal and everything that happened here he is saying these words and I need you to see this because this is the important part he goes take eat this is my body which is broken for you he goes do this in the remembrance of me, he says, my body which was whipped, my body which was beaten, my body which hung, bore the sins of the world, your sins, my sins, the entire sins of the world, that it fell upon Jesus at that moment when he was on the cross. And that's why he says, oh, Roku, when he begins to say, why do you forsake me? It wasn't that is that God it cannot see sin. Sin separates God and man. And so God just seen the sin that his son was holding on his body. And all the sins of, of the past or the present was on him. Of the future was on him. And he bore it at that time. He says, this is my body that bore it for you. He goes, remember that. I died for you. Come on, somebody. He died for us. This is his body. He goes, take in the remembrance of me. goes on and says these words in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it was this, this represents the blood of Jesus without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness it's the shedding of the blood that covers that frees it's the blood of Jesus. I'm going to say the blood of Jesus. There's no forgiveness without the blood of Jesus. He was pierced. And the blood that ran down represented the forgiveness. Oh, the forgiveness. The atonement of our sins. His sacrifice. His blood is so powerful. It's not dry. It still has power. It's still as powerful then as it is now. And it's the blood that brings the forgiveness brings the forgiveness of God on our lives. That allows us to say, Abba, Father. That allows us to cry out, say, God, I messed up. I made a mistake, God, but thank you for the blood because it brings redemption. It brings justification. It brings the righteousness of God. It brings mercy and grace. And God, I need it right now because I have not been striving the way I should. 
And today I drink of the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of my sins. Hallelujah. 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 This is what I want to do. I know God spoke and I know God moved in your heart today. I want you to come. To come to the altar. Come to the altar. God spoke to you. I want you to come. Come. He said, I need to get some things right. I need to fix. I need to strive. I need to strive more. I need to strive. I need to strive. I need to strive. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I need to strive towards my destiny, towards my purpose. I need to strive towards what God called me to do. I need to push myself, push myself. Oh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just begin to get a hold of God. Come on, church. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.